this should be simple. How does your walk look? Does your walk with in faith as a believer, whatever you want to call it, how does your walk look? Does it look easy? Does it look fun? Does it look exciting? Or are you just thinking a bit too hard about it all? Are we just kind of make it a bit harder than it really is? Yeah, we can go deep. We can go intellectual. We can go real hardcore. God's got scope for all of that. But I just want to, I just want to bring it back to the nitty gritty because the world doesn't know about how awesome Christ is because it's so confusing. He's been sold a lie. They've been sold a lie. Even in the church, can I say that? People don't fully know the power of Christ and the power of our salvation and the glory of it. How generous he is, how amazing it is what he's done for us. And I know this as a non-believer that's come into faith in it not that long ago. And so I know what my mentality was. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna help us try to get a little bit more simple. Because in the first five hundred years of church, there was no Bible, meaning there was no New Testament Bible going around that people are all reading. Yeah, there was letters being written to different areas and things like that, but there wasn't like a whole bunch, everyone didn't have a lot of Bibles. Most people didn't read. So why did it grow so fast? It's because it was simple. It was really, really simple, and it was powerful, and it was real, it was true. True can be really simple, yeah? I think we overcomplicate things sometimes. Um, just as a bit of fun. I'll read it out first, actually. Uh, is that better? No, I'll leave it for now. So, I could, thought I had a picture of it. I'm going to have to use it. There it is. I just thought this was a bit of fun. This came up on Facebook the other day. If you can resist complaining, if you can take criticism and blame without resentment, if you can honestly say that deep in your heart you have no prejudices, then you have reached the same level of spiritual development as your dog. <laughs> it just tickled me, eh? That just tickled me. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, did you grab the... Oh, you've got it. Am I pointing it wrong? That one. Okay, cool. Thank you, Gary. Isn't Gary awesome? He just like runs around us so much, man. So anyway, just a bit of fun. So this should be simple. I just thought that was cool because it doesn't matter who we are. We all just, you know, we all think there's all these things we've got to live up to, right? And our dog's just doing a way better job sometimes than us because they just don't overcomplicate anything, right? It's pretty simple. Just like love, 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 love. Get the ball. Love, love, love. You know? That's what our, that's what our dog's like. So, um, so this should be simple. What's your walk look like? Are you making it look easy? Are you, we should be striving to make things simple if we're going to strive for anything. We should strive for simplicity with our lives so that day to day we can just get on with it. And when someone comes to us, like I'm going to give an example soon of what to do when someone comes to you because we sometimes are like, where do I start? You know, well, we go back through the history of everything. You know, do we start from Genesis and just start telling the whole story? Maybe, sometimes. Holy Spirit will let you know. This is the thing. We need to be led, right? So this is from Matthew 11, 25 to 30. At the time, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Isn't that strange? Straight away, you know, I'm like, why would you try and hide it from clever people? But that's the thing. We over we overanalyze sometimes. It doesn't mean clever people can't get it, but we must be like children. It's, it's What I love is he always encourages us to be like children. And then I'm like, yeah, but you want us to be mature, mature Christians. 
And that's something different. It only comes up once when he talks about that. The rest of the time when he talks about being children, it's kind of that naivety and that simplicity. We come back to the Father and we have that relationship with the Father. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. Isn't that funny? He was pleased to do it. He's like, oh, you smarty pants, I'm going to hide it from you guys. All things have been committed to me by my Father. It's a powerful statement. That would have been really, really crazy to say in those days. Really, really crazy to say that Jesus, this is Jesus, by the way. No one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And those whom the Son chooses to reveal him. You could ponder on that, just that little part for ages, right? Just start thinking, what does that mean? What does that mean? No one knows the Son except the Father. It's our Father by the way. And no one knows the Father except the Son and and those who the Son chooses to reveal him. It's us. How cool is that? We get to know the Father. That's all we have to share. It's quite simple. When we talk to someone, we just share who the Father is. Is Can we just make it that simple? And you know the Father. If you don't know the Father, then, you know, spend some time, hang out, and get to know the Father that you know so you can reveal that Father. Um, Come to me, all you... All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Amen. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is what I'm wanting to talk with this message. This should be simple. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So in those days... People saw God as a heavy weight, right? Because there was the Pharisees and there was all these rules and laws and there was sacrifices and there was a right way to do things and it was behavior-based. Everything was about how you behave, how you behave. And then Jesus comes and he says to you, almost like to the people out there all thinking, oh man, this God thing's kind of freaky. He's like, because they've just known. Think about it. They've known their whole life a different father in their mind because it's based on law and you have to go through these the systems and through people and it was you don't have that direct relationship that the father wanted to give to us Um, and a lot of people know this but it's kind of amazing thing to think about in those times when he said this imagine what that would have been like to hear that to say take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. By the way, yoke is a, um, the cattle in those, in those days. The cattle would be yoked together with this great big bit of, probably a bit of wood. And it would, it would go over the necks of all the, um, I guess, oxen maybe. And then they would all go in the same direction together. So they would all work as a team. And so that was what they mean by yoke. So we are yoked to Jesus. So that's um, what that means, just in case you didn't already already know. I don't want to just assume, by the way, that everyone knows everything, because there's a lot of Christianese, right? And this is the other thing. There's a lot of Christianese. We've got to be careful when we talk to people with the Christianese stuff. It's okay. We talk about each, the stuff to each other, and that's really awesome. But sometimes we just got to come down to where we're at, the people are at and just talk, just grassroots Jesus, you know? Just pr- love, pretty much love. Who is he? So, so relationship, I'll just make sure I'm not getting ahead of myself here. So I want to tell you a story about the other day. Um, so we played, 
Nikita said we played a gig, so we play music. We went to Tapawera, it was amazing. It was like a caravan convention thing. There was thousands of caravans, literally thousands of caravans. There was a whole bunch of grey nomads, I call them, all the, all the people that were there. And, that, and we just had the most beautiful performance-based gig. Like a, when I say performance-based, we actually, we were like a show. We're talking, we're telling jokes, we're telling stories, because you've got the freedom. But it's, it's, a sit, it's a seated audience, right? It's not dancing, so we just got to keep it rocking all night long, you know? Night before, I was playing a rocking gig, a whole bunch of people dancing for a wedding, and it was going off, and you just don't let up. This one's sort of peaceful, and you get to hang out and build a bit of relationship, tell a few jokes, play a few silly songs. So it was really cool. Anyway, there was a guy there um, came up in, at halftime. So uh, my old boss, I was in the army for nine years, and my basically the leader of, uh, of the whole army band, this is the army band, by the way, so I was a musician in the army band. We traveled around. So Mitch was the guy that led the army band. He's a good mate of mine. And... Um, he turned up, and he's, he's out of the army band now. He's driving trucks and loving it, just a, just a normal, simple job. He doesn't have to create entire marching displays, which is what he used to do. So he was an incredible, um, respected, and honorable man in the army. Everyone that knew him was he's a straight-up-and-down guy, very, very... Um, and things were simple with him. When you worked under him and you come up to him, he's just looking like, just do this. Like, it's just simple. Things were always just simple with him. So, and it should be simple. It should be simple. So anyway, he's like, um, he said, oh, we catch up. And so we went out for, um, went out to one of the bars up here and we had a hangout. And he goes, oh, what, so you, what's this pastor thing you're doing? I see on Facebook, you're, is that, you're part of a church now. And, what, and he was inquisitive, he was inquisitive because he knows who I am and he's never known me as a Christian because before I was in the army, I wasn't a Christian then. And I said, and it was really cool because I know, I know what he's like. And I'm just like, this is an opportunity for me to share the gospel, um, or, or at least of the Father, an, an example of the Father. And so I'll, I'll give you an example of what I kind of said to him. I'm like, yeah, it's weird, man. Like, I used to just be like those weirdo Christians and stuff. And he starts laughing because he's like, yeah, that's how I feel, you know. Um, <laughs> and, and I said, but I had no idea. I, I, I felt like I was sold a lie because I was never, I was always shown religion. I was never shown God. I was never shown Jesus. I was always shown religion. I was always shown a church and a pews and, and people stand up and they sit down and they say a funny thing at the end of things. And, and that's all cool if that's the church you've been raised up in. But I didn't really see God in it when I, went and, when I was experiencing church. And I didn't see it in a lot of the people either. It seemed to be quite confusing. There seemed to be a lot of things. Basically, I thought to become a Christian, this is what I'm saying to him, I thought I had to become this kind of Christian-y person so I could be a Christian. Does that make sense? I had to change my behavior to become a Christian. And I just said to him, I pointed to him, and I have to say you're Mitch right now. I just said, God loves you so much. He'll take you right as you are. He doesn't need you to change right now. He wants you as you are. And I just, and I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You know, like, he loves you as you are. In fact, he's gone right out of his way to make me tell you that. Does, like, that's the connection. I'm getting relationship. That's all it is. It's simple. We have a relationship, and we can't believe they don't, and so let's help them have one. Drop the mic. Let's get the music going. Let's worship. Come on. Now, <laughs> do we need much more than that? And evangelism. We've got amazing evangelists. We're, the most effective evangelism is just like, I don't know. just seems to be pretty awesome, and I really like He's a good mate of mine. That could be your evangelism. 
might be different. You have a different personality. You have a totally different way of being able to talk. Your relationship is so unique. It's like your thumbprint that you have with the Holy Spirit. So you want, I'm not saying write this down and this is how you, I'm just saying keep it simple for you. Because if you get it and you understand who the Father is, then you can relay that. And so he was just like, and I just moved off it. Once I said that, I said, once I said, he loves you so much. He's, he'll take you as you are. He wants relationship. He doesn't want religion. He doesn't want a gap between you and him. And so it's amazing to get that. And he was like, I've never heard that before. It's weird. My whole life, I've never heard that. Isn't that a tragedy? Isn't it a tragedy what we've been sold on? It really gets me. It's one of the things that gets me. That religious spirit has gone in there and, and taken these beautiful things into these places where it's now at this building and it's about the, the, the pastor and it's about the, you know, the, the, all that sort of stuff. Like I need to go through the church to get to God. No, we don't. We're coming here to celebrate God and what our relationship we already have. Yeah? And maybe, we'd, maybe we've had a rough week. We just come in here to hang out and, then, and feel what it's like to be around people that believe and go, oh, the Spirit is so beautiful. God is so good. He is so good. That's why we get together. It's not to hear a pastor. Uh, you know? In fact, if you look into it, a pastor's role these days is very, it's actually an administrator, to be honest. It's just organizing a meeting. It's really all it is. It's nothing particularly anointed about being a pastor. Let's face it, you guys are all pastors. There's pastors in this room right now. There's pastors in this room right now that are looking to take flocks. They're looking at, they want to look after people. They love, they're loving people around them. They're having home groups and they're loving people around them in their home groups. That's pastoral. That's, that's being a pastor. This is just a guy in the front with a mic who happens to be the one that's chosen at the moment to do that. Same with Nikita, you know? Yes, we're anointed. We have a position. We have a, a grace on that because of the position that's been given to us by you guys. It's nothing special. Without you guys, we look pretty silly standing up here talking to no one. So, <laughs> so relationship. Is this kind of hitting home, guys? It should be simple. It should be simple. Um, so yeah, so for 500 years, there was no book. So why did the church, it grew the most in that 500 years without a book. I'm not against the Bible, by the way, I'm, I'm, and I don't mean, you know that. We're a Bible-believing church. But the Word is the message. The message is in the Word, and the Word is in the Bible. And, the, and do you know what I mean? It's in the Bible. That's where we go to find it. We go to look at and learn and get the Holy Spirit speaks to us. You know, we love the Bible. We believe the Bible 100%. We, we believe things we don't even understand sometimes. That's how much we believe the Bible. That's faith. That's faith. And it reveals. Things are revealed. Revelation happens when we read. But they didn't have that for 500 years. They couldn't read or write. So if, the, if we have a simple, if the gospel is for everybody, and I can't see and I can't hear, how am I going to get the gospel? Does that make, is that an interesting question? Well, they don't get saved. Bad luck. You didn't read the whole Bible. No, nope, not saved. No salvation for you. You know, there's these mentalities out there. It doesn't say that. All they have to do is believe. All we have to do is believe. It's so simple. And that's what I said to Mitch. I'm like, Mitch, it's so simple. Like, there's all these hoops we've got to jump through in life. Yeah, God wants you to do, like, you know, he'll pull you into line. The Holy Spirit will guide you. You'll be convicted of things. However, he just wants you to believe in him. And done. Job done. Salvation. 
He's made it so easy because he loves you so much. He loves you so much. He's taken away all the hoops, all the boundaries, all the things we have to leap over to try and become saved. Oh, I've got to do these good things. Good works will come as a result because I'm pulled into it by him because I can't help it. It flows from me. In fact, it happens by mistake sometimes. Good works happen, right? Even if I've been naughty that day. How cool is that? If I've been naughty, God still will just work through me. He'll just work through me. It's his promise. He loves me that much. Now, he would rather I wasn't naughty because he wants, he loves me that much. It's because he loves me. He doesn't like to see me hurting me or anyone else. So I've taken a lot of Christianese out of that. You might notice that. <laughs> so also, people were uneducated in those days. They were uneducated. They were only, all they had was their culture and all they understood was what was going on. So, It has to be simple for anyone to be saved. You don't have to be clever. So what can happen sometimes, I call it the the Bible study. The Bible study problem is where you go along to Bible study. Each Bible study is trying to be more, like, complex than the other Bible study. You know, we really get into the Word. We go to the really hard passages, which is great, by the way. I'm not against that. I love it too. I'm just as guilty. I want to go those places too. Um, and that's good because Bible study, we want to do that. But if you've got someone in the room that maybe is not at that level, why not just start with the heart of the Father and then just get into that? You can go deep as you want on that. And there's no end to the depth that you can go on the heart of the Father. And so just helping to reveal the heart of the Father would be an amazing thing to do. You might have another thing, but you get led by the Holy Spirit to tell you that. Don't let your mind go, oh, I'm going to show them how intelligent we are and how much of the Bible I know. And I can just rattle off any verse at any time. That is amazing. I've got friends that can do that so, so well. Nikita's starting to do that. It's annoying. <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll be there, blah, blah, blah. And she'll be like, that's Galatians 11. Far out. Like, sorry. I, I know Genesis is at the front. <laughs> my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So just getting back to it, eh? It's just simple. So I shared a little bit about the gospel. So the gospel, I just pretty much, like if you think about that, what's your version of the gospel that's just simple? Because evangelism doesn't have to be this thing you get puffed up and you go out in the streets and you do scary things. That's some people. Some people are crazy enough to do that. Isn't that right, Hannah? You know, go out in the streets and uh, you do that. You go out there with groups and you prophesy and you share the gospel. It's amazing. You forgot you did that. No, 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 not preaching hell and fire and brimstone, not those ones. So, speaking of which, I'll just actually share this because these are cool things that are happening. I, um, we, sat in on a, we sat in on something and, and a, the preacher was speaking and he knew what he was doing. Everything he said was correct. It was biblically correct. But I just couldn't get into it because the focus was so on the negative aspect, you know. And we hear preachers do that. They, they preach hell and they preach the negative all the time and they forget. Like the gold is in how good the Father is. I just hear that, and I just put a wall up, like, ugh, condemnation. You know, I feel, I don't, I don't need to feel that straight away. I'm not saying people don't come to faith through that, because they do. They kind of like, they feel so bad, they kind of feel like, oh, right, I better go to church, or I better, better give my life to Jesus. But how about how good the Father is? Because it's endless. It's endless. If, if you woke up today and thought every perfect thought perfect thoughts all day. You gave away all your money to the poor. You sold everything. 
and then you fell on, you fell onto the floor at the end of the end of the night, absolutely exhausted because you'd just given so much good at the end of the day. And then you slept and you dreamt the most pure dreams of loveliness. And you wake up and you went out there in the street and you started giving whatever you had left away. And you're just giving, you're serving, you're just give, give, give. And then you fall asleep, crashed against on the against the streets out there, and you and you once again beautiful dreams, and then you wake up. If you did that for a whole month, you would still not be worthy of how good he is. Isn't that weird? You could not be the, no matter your best, the best you you could ever be still doesn't deserve what Jesus did on the cross for you. And what we receive from that, like the revelation of that. So just don't get wound up with that stuff, you know? And not to say you need to work, you know, because you can't, you can't get there. It's just that's the gift. It's received. It's not earned. It's not because of what I did. It's not because you did. This is the gospel. The gospel is received. Jesus died on the cross for relationships so I could be with him. So you can be with him. You can be with the Father. You get a seat with him because of what he did. We didn't even want it. People didn't want it. The Pharisees didn't want it. People didn't want it. The Romans, people did not want it. There was a small group that did. The rest of the people didn't want it, and he still did it for them anyway. Isn't that nuts? They hated him. They punished him and tortured him, and he's like, I'm doing this for you. How loving is that? It's crazy love. It's reckless love. It's so good. So the gospel is about your heart, your relationship with Jesus that you share. Anyway, enough of that. So I shared the story of Mitch, which I love. I love these conversations with people now because they look at us because we're in a weird situation. We're playing in music in a band. We look a bit different because people don't expect us to be pastors. And they now, at Tapawera, they said, um, when they announced us, now these guys are coming up, they're pastors of a church in town called Aspire Church. And we're like, oh, no, that's not a great way to start us off. And everyone started applauding. Who would have thought? We ended up the gig, because I sung the national anthem in Anzac Day in 2013 on Gallipoli. I was in Gallipoli, and I represented our country. I know, amazing, right? It's the best thing I've ever done. Most amazing thing I've ever done, scariest thing I've ever done, and the most anointed thing to sing our national anthem in Turkey representing New Zealand. Poof. How good is that? So they announced that because the guy, the MC, somehow found that out. So he said, is it all right if we finish with the national anthem? And so I got to sing the national anthem. I just closed my eyes, tried to remember it, and I'm singing it. And I just gave it everything, and I didn't realize. And I, I opened up my eyes about two-thirds of the way through the, through the um, first half, and everyone was on their feet, 100% giving it their best honor and respect in that place. Even like, And some people took a while to get up there. You know, there's a gray nomads, you know? There's, some, there's quite a bit of healing that needs to go on in some of these knees and these hips. You know, you can, oh, it's going to be a while. Halfway through it, I'll probably be there. Right, right, just about there. So, but isn't that beautiful? Right? That's, that is an anointed national anthem. It's full of God. Go read it. It's, it's like a powerful, powerful, powerful declaration of God. So God works all over the show. So we don't look like normal pastors because we're up in these places. And I, I'm using that to have my evangelistic thing, just to go like, yeah, I know, and I, and I take away the elephant in the room, like, ah, I didn't really believe in religion, I thought it was a whole lot of crap, and they're like, oh, and then you come in on a level, oh, me too, or 
they, or they find out and they go, oh, yeah, I know a little bit. I've, I was raised a Catholic and I went to Catholic school and went to some beads or went to what bar. And so it tells me, oh, okay, so I kind of know what they kind of think of as the father. And then I'm going like, yeah, it's really cool. And then I have to start talking about relationship, how I have the Holy Spirit because I accept that Jesus, I have the Holy Spirit. I can talk to him. And don't make a big deal of it. It's just day to day. And then just change the subject. <laughs> and they end up going like, hey, um, hey uh, just before, you were saying about the... Um, so tell me more about what's this relationship like? What's how does that work, and how cool is that? I mean, I'm not—they're not literally saved on the, at that moment, but at least their heart's been pierced, yeah. And the Father can get in there through me. I'm not special. I'm not particularly good at it. I was probably speaking all sorts of nonsense, but at least the Holy Spirit's there and He can fix some stuff up, because the grace will fall on you when you talk to people. So. So it's kind of an evangelistic talk, I guess, today. We're talking about it. But that word evangelism gets a bit scary, right? Because we see the big pew and the big yelling guy in the front or the yelling girl. Um, it doesn't have to be like that. So, um, oh, I'll just go back there. It's, it's really just simple. Love God. I caught up with John Stephans the other day. How cool is he? John Stephans, we're talking about putting in some programs, blah, blah, blah. And he said... Um, and I said, man, you just bring such an awesome simplicity to how this stuff works. And I'm like thinking about preaching about it. And he goes, he goes oh, it's just so simple. You know, Jesus said it. Love God. Love your neighbor. Love yourself. <laughs> What's the big deal? You know? It really is simple, isn't it? It's really quite simple. But we get, oh, but what a, oh, I shouldn't wear this. And, oh, some, I saw someone the other day and they had a tattoo and I wasn't really happy about that. And they're, they're getting another one. And, oh, I don't know where I'm at with that. And all these things and all these parts of the Bible get pulled in and confused and mixed up. And it's the Old Testament. And hang on, it's, it's such and such. And it's, oh, I better do this. And, oh, no, Sabbath is not on a, it's actually on a Saturday. It's not actually on a Sunday. What am I going to do? I don't know if I believe. Because that guy said he shouldn't have it on this day. And that, oh, but, but hang on, I'm not, a Jew, I'm not Jewish. I don't really have to worry about that. Oh, good. Okay, cool. I'm not Jewish. I'm over here. I'm new. To, I'm new covenant. New covenant Christian. Oh, and then someone says something else on YouTube. Oh, hang on. I can't do this. This is evil. I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, I did. You know, I'm going to read my Bible here. I'm going to open up my Bible. It's the Passion Translation, King James Version. King James is what you're going to do. The King James Version of the Bible. Oh no, but I really love this. And I love reading this one, but it's so easy and it really hits my heart and I feel it breaks me. And then the other one's saying, King James is the only way to go. Again, you throw that other stuff, it's of the devil. Everything in there is of the devil. I'm just having a laugh, by the way. You can never love, you can never laugh, right? Just and just how silly it is, right? Like, read every version of the Bible. I mean, they're all good. They're all good. Whatever speaks to you is all good. We might be breaking, bringing some sacred cows down. If you love the King James, man, how cool. You love the King James version and it speaks to you, and that's how he speaks to you. He speaks to you in King James. Thus saith the Lord. He brings all the weird words that we sort of like wouldn't say when we're talking to someone and trying to buy some milk, you know? And, and then, you're, then there's a version out there. <laughs> then there's a version out there that's just like having a yarn to a mate. I mean, we've got the whole spectrum. We've got the whole spectrum. So anyway, I'm just trying to break some of these, <laughs> break some of that down. So we get so confused. It should be simple. It should be simple, and it comes to our relationship with the Father. It comes to our, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you've got a problem, go to Him. You know, go to Him. If you hear something, oh, I don't know about that, go to Him. He, he might say to you, don't, don't read anything other than the King James. I said this last week. I want you to read only King James. 
And that's does, and so you don't, that doesn't mean you go tell everyone else you should start reading the King James because he told me that. Because you'll go to someone else and go, I want you to read the Passion Translation. I love the way you love the Passion Translation because I wrote that one as well. And I wrote it for you, just with you in mind. Everything's possible. Everything's possible with God. Just have that relationship.